Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, our look at the things that are happening in the Australian film industry. And uh, at the moment, we've got the uh, Melbourne Queer Film Festival is running. It's running till March. It's still got a bit of time to go. So it's going. it finishes on March the 26th. And uh, we haven't had an opportunity or we haven't had enough time to speak to people because so many things have been happening in the um, Australian film industry. And uh, But today we're going to be talk, we're going to talk to Drew, Drew Drogan, who is here for the Centre Peace Gala, which is on tonight. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, that's right. It's tonight, 7.30. At Acme. Yes, yes, very exciting. Yes. And the reason for why uh, you're going to you're here, you, you're a pretty famous American comedian, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, According you know, to the notes, you are. Uh, uh, sure, I love telling people I'm famous. <laughs> I don't know how famous I am. But you're pretty uh, funny, and not so, only that, oh, you've got lots you. of skills. Oh, um, the uh, the centerpiece gala is going to be showing a, fe- a film featuring your film, which yes. is actually it's actually a play that's been filmed. It's called Bright Colors and Bold Patterns. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it really features gay culture, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Well, it uh, it it uh, it started from an invitation that I got to a straight wedding. Uh, really good friends of mine who I love dearly, but the bride is a bit of a control freak. And so she asked the guests not to wear bright colors or bold patterns to the wedding. And so, um, uh, I was sort of, and then gay marriage was legalized shortly thereafter. And so I started immediately seeing in gay culture how we were shifting to this heteronormative ideal of, oh, every gay couple must want to be married. And they definitely want, you know, this life that our parents had. And so, and, and so every gay magazine has. Because it's about being excluded. Yes. And like, exactly. And like, and this thing that we should feel shame about. And now that we don't have shame, we should want exactly the lives that our parents had and our grandparents had versus having like open queer lives and having uh, sort of different alternative lives and how, um, so I just, in fact, that's a little bit like, um, instead of having, uh, changing this rather oppressive mainstream mm-hmm. world. Right. 
It's just like, let's it, just join them and, and do this thing. It's like, because also, yes, I mean, I love when I talk to straight people who come and see the show who are like, I, I love, I, I don't feel like I should follow those rules either. And they shouldn't. I mean, it's like, it's a thing where, you know, um, I, I think we are living at an exciting time now where I think I, I, I um, the harden of my play is, is one of the characters who's the, who's the young character who I think is actually the one who changes my character and, and, and says that, you know, we're, we're we're moving towards this sort of um, non-binary, not you know, non-utilitary, uh, like r- rule-driven world. Um, but uh, obviously, we, we, gay marriage uh, or uh, marriage equality, rather, I mean, is a important. wonderful thing and very important. And I was thrilled, and and I think it's it's uh, for everybody who wants to be married and who who wants that life. Absolutely, it's 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 very important. Also for healthcare reasons and everything, it's like it's very important so that that uh, couples be married if they want to be. But um, I wanted to create a character who is. Um, um, a sort of a, a side of me, but at, at a much more extreme place where he's he's not ready to settle down and he's certainly not into anything normal to him. He thinks normal is a, is a curse word. He thinks anything that's uh, mainstream is awful. And um, and he's all about being as bright and as bold as he can be. Uh, and meanwhile, in his personal life, he is repeating a lot of patterns. And so, I, you know, so that the, the when, when I saw that on my friend's invitation, it just when I said when I saw no bright colors or bold patterns on the invitation. I said, bright colors and bold patterns is such a phrase. Like it just hit me as such a title. Um, and then it's also weird to write on a, that's such a weird, uh, it isn't it's great. It, well, it, weddings have gotten so crazy where we've gotten to, you, you must know. do what I tell you. Right. And it's a thing where, I mean, if you, again, my friend is so lovely and, you know, I, I wrote her this really long email and basically I was like, I, I'm wonder, I'm, I'm inspired by this invitation, but it's not you because I don't think you are an impressive person at all. Yeah. But, um, who she, is it for? Who's watching? Who's the audience? Yeah. She really <laughs> wanted a really beautiful muted desert palette for her Palm Springs wedding and she got it. We were all terrified of what we were wearing if it was too bright or too bold the whole time. You were like, is this too much? Is this against the invitation? Um, but you know, I have heard, uh, you know, since then of a lot of, of gay weddings that are like insisting that the guests wear all black and white or just these rules that are just like really strange and that are anti-queer as far as I'm concerned. I think our whole the whole reason why we fight to be here is so that we can be um, singular and and that we can all be together, but we can take care of each other and and support each other in our otherness and and celebrate that as opposed to saying like these here here where the rules are. Um, so I wrote, you know, it's mostly a comedy. It, it is a play that was filmed. Broadway HD it was this an amazing company that came in and filmed. Uh, they edited together two performances, my final two performances in New York, where I did this about a year ago. All oh, right, and That's so they cut this together, and um, you know, um, and we screened this last year at Outfest in Los Angeles, and um, this is only the second. This will only be the second public screening of the, of the piece. Will be tonight at Acme. So I'm, you know, very excited about. All of yeah. that. I'm excited for audiences to see it and to, you know, meet people tonight. And it's it's definitely it's it's a it drew. It's actually quite an amazing piece of work that you've done. Um, Thank the you. I mean, the thing about it is, is I mean, you, everyone can take praise. You're a bit of praise. <laughs> but but no, uh, in terms of uh, the script uh, and uh, the ebb and the flow of the emotional journey, uh, how long did it take you to actually? piece this together because I wrote it, it's really got a lot of depth uh thank you i wrote it very i wrote the first version of this very quickly it was uh-huh. sort of in, in one big burst of, of energy and thought and then i put this um and uh, my first director 
um, is a woman named Molly Prather, who's a genius writer herself and performer herself. And I put it up for her in in her apartment, and it was like 45 minutes long, and I was just screaming. It was a lot of it. It was just a rant. And so she really helped me um, separate like and my thoughts and put them all together. And um, her lovely husband actually sat in in rehearsals, and he played all the other roles and worked with me on that. So they really- we have to get to tell you this, that actually Drew's the only person in this, although there are three other entities. And I was telling Drew that when I actually watched it, I actually started to imagine the real people. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking to myself... Actually, in real life, you don't need other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Uh, I thought to just get in a room and talk to three empty chairs, and I'm call that a day. Um, yes, it's a it's a it is a four character play with one, one, only one yeah. actor playing one role. That's so right. the other three roles are just chairs, and so um, that was another thing that I didn't even know if the audience would go with me on that journey because it was so tricky to you know navigate that. But Molly really helped me. Um, with speaking differently to the three different people. And because she's like, you know. And, and the way you do your face and the way you move your body and stuff <laughs> like that. It, it's a real, really beautifully choreographed. It makes you, as an audience member, think about yourself. Oh, good. Which is what you're supposed to do. Really, yeah, when I it think comes it's, to it's a really, it's a really, it's always a fun show to do because I, it, it is, I, I do feel like I'm up there with three people. I have to imagine that I'm up there with three people. And I imagine that I look at them. I, I, I see where their faces are. I, I look at – I imagine what they're saying to me. And um, – but I, I did this very much in a, a – a, this started in a 30-seat black box in LA, a tiny little theater. And um, then I did it one night in New York and that's when my friend Michael Yuri saw the show and he – said this I see this as a production and he sort of asked me if he could sort of come on board and um and and stage this and so he actually directed the version of the show that went to off Broadway uh in New York and and ran um we had two separate runs in New York and um but Michael really helped me with the staging of it and and the set really helps also because you actually are able to see you know, I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I, I let the actors move and we all move around. And that's right. He was able to just like make it make sense because I wasn't sure that we, the audience could track three phantoms on stage, like with me, like, or where are they moving now? And he's like, you'll that's play them that way. You'll follow them. You'll see them. And, and so, um, it was a lot of trust and it also took a lot of sort of working with the script. And then the play, it's about 80 minutes long. And I took a, it doesn't feel that long. Four, oh, go oh, good. <laughs> um, the 45 uh, minutes I'm of it, people, it, it really doesn't. It's actually quite a feast. It's, 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 um, it's weird in doing it because there are nights when I've done it and it felt like it flew by. And then there are other nights that I'm like 10 minutes in and I feel like, oh my God, how much longer do I have to do? You know, it's a weird bit. Like, um, the, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I sort of, I go out there every night sort of imagining, all the people in there. Oh, oh what I was going to say is that the, so much that I added to the play was was breath of me just stopping and listening and and just like reacting to them and trusting that I didn't have to talk because my character is someone who does take over a room. I wanted to write a character who is the life of the party until he's the death of it. I mean, that was the thing. And I think that's very much in gay culture. We love the person. We've all been that oh, person. Oh, that was a classic line you said. Uh we love uh, we love to celebrate. Yeah, we celebrate things and make fun of them at the, the same, same time. time. That's called gay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a classic line. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel I, I found myself saying that to someone when I was explaining 
um, how gay men love to talk about famous women. We celebrate, we, we love these, these, these iconic women. And someone asked like, well, do you love them or you do like to make fun of them? And I'm like, it's both. It's, we, we see ourselves in them. And but we, it's also a culture that, uh, uh, makes women into statues. Yes. Yes. And that's part of camp. And, and camp yeah. is not just like, let's just, let's just, um, trash women. And I, no, no, I, no, I, I no. take such a, you know, offense when people think that that's where it's coming from. No, and no, and, it's a different and thing. I'm not interested in, in gay men that want to trash women because I feel like it's like, oh my God, you're, you're missing the, one of the most beautiful parts of gay culture is, yes. is celebrating and also celebrating femininity within, um, that, uh, that I think men have had such. Yes, exactly. Completely. Yeah. And so, um, I wanted to just. It's a failure of imagination. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and just the limitations of just like, oh, I'm a man. I must act this way. I'm a woman. I must act this way. It's like, how boring. Mm. Um, but I wanted to play someone who was living very much in this, this free space and who, you know, was also, I needed to after, you know, uh, you know, after so much, um, you know, uh, holding court, he needs to show his pain and he needs to show like where he's coming from. And, um, you know, the, the young character that the, the hot young kid in, in, uh, in the show, uh, ends up being, like I was saying earlier, the heart of the piece, because he thinks, uh, this kid's an idiot. He thinks this kid doesn't know anything and the kid doesn't know a lot, but he wants to know. And I think that's the key to me and playing it that like, you know, um, we're all that kid, or we should be more like that kid. We should be less like a um, someone who thinks we know everything, and we should be someone who who wants to grow and learn and listening. We need yeah. to be listening, and we need to listen to the kids because the kids have a lot to teach us too. How did you get to be the uh, center gala? Person? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, you know, we screened it at, at Outfest last year, and um, Spiro Economopoulos is uh, was there, and so I met him there, and. Um, you know, and we talked about the possibility of bringing bringing it here, and it just it's sort of we were we were able to work it a out. Natural feat. It, yeah, it was. You know, it was. Yeah, it was. I'm very excited that we got to do that. You know. Thanks yeah. for coming into the studio and thank you for having it. me. Yeah. So, people, if you want to come to the Center Peace Gala, part of uh, the MQFF, it's on at Acme, and it's at 7:30 p.m. The film and a party. Yes, there's a party afterwards. So That's come, right. and come you'll be and there. I'll be there. I'll be at all of it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you, Annie. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.